0: Hello everyone, welcome to another Ismono podcast, and in this episode I talk to Ron Kwok. We recorded this episode in December 2022. If you want early access to the audio-only versions or also the video versions of these podcasts, check out my Patreon or the memberships on my main channel. Alright, enjoy! Today I have the honor to have with me Ron from uh, Life With Purpose, from his Instagram and YouTube channel. And yeah, just like always, we both prepared a couple of questions or topics that we talk about 10 minutes each. And instead of asking him to introduce himself, I will start with the first question right away, which is, yeah. Can you just tell me or tell us all your name, what you're doing and more importantly, what is your channel about and. How did you start your content creation? And don't worry, your, uh, Ron, your, um, recording is on your side. So whenever the camera is stopping, it's still recording. So don't worry about it. I saw that your picture okay, sure. w- was frozen for a second.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you cut in and out just a little bit. So I think I caught most of that question. It was kind of yeah. like the question was where, how did I get started
0: on YouTube? Yeah. No, uh, the question is, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, who you are what your channel is about, and more importantly, how did you start this content creation? Sure. Especially your Instagram, because I think your Instagram is amazing.
1: Oh, really? Thank you. Yeah, All right, sure. Really so like so my name is Ron Kwok. Um, I'm 33. Got a, I just started a family. I got a 19-month-old, and it's been a wild journey so far. But um, yeah, so I live in Northern California in the United States, and um, I, sh- I worked with my family for a long time. We did uh uh it's like a juice bar so we do like fresh fruits veggies and uh sugarcane juice so that was a big thing um my dad started the business i jumped in to work with him i worked with him for about eight years i think and then uh over the course of that time you know helped him out but then also started learning more about my own interests and my hobbies and eventually i decided hey i want to jump into a more creative field get in front of the camera work on photo video and then the pandemic hit, right? When COVID started going crazy, we were all locked down. Uh, and I just decided, hey, I got all this time on my hands. Let's just start practicing in front of a camera. And that was in 2019, um, 2020 when I
0: started. Hold and on, then, Can, may I quickly interject? So you're saying sure. you started your being in front of the camera just a few years ago? Yeah. Because I feel like you're very confident in front of oh, the camera. Thanks, you have man. a very, very... um What's the right word? Um, confident, a very confident oh. um, way to present stuff, and very fluent. You oh, don't say sure, a lot man. of, um, uh, you're yeah, not stopping that much. You know so what? I'm, you
1: know what did it for me? It was just a few public speaking classes in college. Oh, really? oh yeah. Okay. So that I took one sense. in high school, mm. one in college, and then personally, okay. I just felt like that was a, a personal challenge for me to overcome. Because oh, believe it or okay. not, when I was a child, I was very introverted and you mm-hmm. know timid shy and i think yeah, it yeah. wasn't until high school that i broke out of my shell and decided to you know there was nothing to be afraid of yeah. and you know i just took it upon myself especially with youtube i wanted to cut out the ums i wanted yeah, to cut yeah, out yeah. the likes uh just if, and then i just did it right yeah. then. but uh, <laughs> you know you just, you just want to get rid of that and and nervousness and be it, yourself it and so ends ends that and was there. just something that i worked <laughs> on and continue to work on with the channel so oh man, this is unfortunate. You're you're cutting in and out, so I can't really Not hear what sure you're saying. Why the your internet's kind of choppy at the moment. Uh, to round it out, uh, I started the YouTube late 2019, 2020, and then it wasn't until July 2020 that I decided stop? I'll be Not more sure. consistent ah, and it, just kind of run it. with it, mm. posting a video oh. a week. Uh, my channel is about everyday carry, gear reviews, productivity, and living with purpose. Right, so that's this right here. I just yeah. decided how how can I differentiate my channel from other EDC gear reviews? You know, not just simply talking about what the item is, but mm-hmm. why you would carry it, what would that look like in a loadout, and how that might be useful to you. Not just to buy and to own and to have, but mm-hmm. to actually use it practically. You know, yeah. it's unfortunate yeah. if you spend two hundred dollars on a bag and it just sits on your in your closet most of the time. Exactly. Right? You want to buy exactly. something that's useful that you'll get some mileage out of. So the, that's sort of the north star that I follow for my channel and kind of Mm. guides the content that comes out of there so that's me
0: and um so um i forgot sorry my english is kind of kind of choppy at the moment so no you're good man you're good so what what are your goals then for for your youtube channel or what do you are you planning for the next steps Oh especially yeah. it's, i mean that's december right so we all have yeah. uh, some goals for the next year right? yeah resolutions so what's your well, resolution to, for to put, this put it channel? short
1: um i'm going full-time for content creation oh cool so yeah. it's going to be my livelihood is going to be my main thing and my yeah. goal for 2023 is to hit 100,000 subscribers and so
0: let's i know bold goals
1: you. yeah 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 i hope so <laughs> so uh, my like... plans are just to kind of just expand everything i'm doing you know mm. create more videos that are relevant that are Um, that are unique that not a lot of people, uh, are already making on YouTube, you know, gear reviews, Mm. dedicated reviews, roundups, all of that will still be in there, but I want to do different, more creative initiatives that, Mm. you know, show EDC in a new light, you know, Mm. tell the same story, but tell it differently, right. Mm. From my perspective and, and to kind of tap into all that with my audience.
0: Mm. I I think that's a very doable goal, especially considering that you are based in the U S I feel like it's Mm. it it sounds a little bit like an excuse for my channel, but I definitely (laughs) do feel it the way because I think like 80% of my viewers are in the US and comparing myself to other channels, um, I feel like if you are based in US and therefore all of your content is catered towards a very targeted um, geographic demographic um so all in the u.s i feel like it's a little bit easier furthermore going full-time definitely will yield in a higher algorithmic um push for your channel definitely yeah so i can i mean it's a lot more time right yeah
1: because if you were doing a full-time job and then doing this as well you can get away with if you're lucky one video a week Mm -hmm. but if you can go full-time then you have yeah. you know a full slate of time for you to yeah. you know create more stuff and also do more business stuff like the back end mm-hmm. negotiating with brands collaborating with new people mm-hmm. and just making more time
0: yeah so are you is your goal to just concentrate on youtube or are you also planning to expand your instagram
1: oh for sure yeah so, so uh, part of the <clears throat> part of the growth initiative for me is to be present on multiple platforms Mm. so youtube of course you already know me here but on instagram as well um i think i only have like 1600 followers on instagram but i think instagram is a great place to kind of show off like bits and pieces of what i can do you know with like sizzle Mm. reels with with instagram reels as well as
0: with good visuals and aesthetics with the photos so and are you thinking of um concentrating on this one niche which is edc and Mm -hmm. bags or are you have you more interests outside of those two spaces for sure i think for 2023
1: it's going to be going hard on everyday carry because i think that there's there's just so much to explore in just Mm -hmm. this one topic um you can easily say you know what's in your pockets or what's in your bag right but there's just so many layers to it because you know recently i i went to salt lake city utah which is just two states over and the Mm. climate is drastically different here in california sunny california it doesn't really get too cold or too hot but over in salt lake city in utah it's cold you know for me i mean it might not be it might not be like negative something celsius on your end but it's still drastically (laughs) different (laughs) exactly i think i think the biggest lesson i learned from just visiting for a week over there is that Uh, an individual's loadout here versus an individual Mm. over there will be totally totally different different. yeah you know like my cold gear was just a thick jacket you know there weren't any waterproof considerations so where i was wearing a jean jacket and and my buddy over there um i don't know if you know brandon from everyday minimalist but he he laughed at me when he saw me he was like what are you doing (laughs) because the snow was soaking in and everything but you know i was doing my best but it, it just goes to show that there's just so many levels of customization exactly so many ways you can wear the same jacket or use the same bag. So
0: yeah, there's a lot of explore. I'm just asking because I just saw your video about reading yes, and I found it really interesting and I was like, oh, okay, is he expanding into kind of like, and that goes a little bit into my second question, which I will get after your question, just to see how you potentially expand to other topics, let's say that way. But yeah. yeah, but I think that was before I go into my second question, I think sure. yeah, it was 10 minutes. Let's, uh, I give, uh, pass the question to you. Which question is your first question then?
1: Sure. So, um, you know, I've been a fan of your channel for years. And Thank so, uh, even before I even thought about being a YouTuber or anything like that, I was just into gear, right? So I was looking at different bags I wanted to get. If I was going to travel, what should I get? And you popped up on my feed a long time ago. And oh, cool. so over the years, yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool to kind of come full circle. Like now I'm here yeah, talking beside exactly. you. Like that's, that's mind blowing like, to me, you know. But um, I guess my question is, how is it being a creator in the bag space for this long? And what kind of paradigm shifts have you seen from when you started as a creator and interested mm-hmm. in bags to now? when you know we're we're seeing more creators jump into the bag space and you know what are your pl- i know you started a new channel as well congratulations yeah. on that second channel
0: and yeah i'm so- not sure if that's going to work though <laughs> oh yeah that's i mean it. you just started you yeah like 500 yeah, that's, something. That's, you. that's fine it. you're yeah, that's, yeah so it's just go a, for a testing it, ground yeah so yeah. um that's a good question um i feel like what changed the most is the amount of New creators on in this niche, what I really love, but I still don't think we have enough. We need more in this space a little bit, yeah. And yeah, I feel like while there are so many reviewers, you can actually see that the bag world and the single bag brands are still fairly small, which is noticeable obviously by the amount of bags that they. Can produce, and Mm -hmm. therefore, the lower the quantity, obviously, the more expensive bags are. Just yeah, volumes uh, of scale, exactly. And I feel like if the bag niche and the enthusiasm of consumers would get bigger, uh, especially if you have more reviewers and more people following those reviewers, and I hate this term, but. Them being influencers, right? Ooh, <laughs> I know, I right? Just, it's cringy. <laughs> I hate that term so much. It's so terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The more we have in that space, the more people get more enthusiastic about bags. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they would buy more bags. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the the whole space would grow, and potentially bags could get a little bit cheaper. Um, yeah. I feel like they have a good price point in a way that for me as someone who knows how much work goes into making a bag, I understand why a bag has to cost at least 120 euros or something. But I still get so many people who are like, why did you pay so much for that bag? It's just a bag or a knife. Why did you pay so much for a knife? Why don't you take that butter knife out of the kitchen drawer to open your box from Apple to open your expensive uh macbook and i'm like that's why because that's an expensive piece of equipment that you open with butter knife and then put into your 20 dollar uh backpack that potentially could get damaged if you put Mm -hmm. too much stuff into it and i feel like because of those comments bag world isn't as big as it could be and people still opt to buy fairly um cheap no even though there are some bags if i can see them they're bag- some fashion bags and they're still really expensive but they are crap they're <laughs> obviously made well- to last a year
1: You touch on a good point, though, because, you know, with bags, I've noticed that over the years as it's becoming more mainstream and more people are getting into technical bags and everyday carry bags, bags that aren't just a big pocket, you know, things that it has to perform, it has to do certain Mm -hmm. things like protect your laptop or have a little hub for you to organize all your little accessories or be weatherproof in some form or fashion. I think that there's a fine line between bags that are budget and just a pocket for you to throw everything in um on the other side of the spectrum it's highly technical so you know everything being made with x-pack these days with yeah. ripstop you know with AquaGuard ykk zippers so all that stuff right that comes at a price and i've noticed recently that with bags and edc becoming more mainstream there's a third tertiary point of fashion and trend yeah. right like like you said, why are all the Louis Vuitton bags like they're they're happy <laughs> for function but they can sell yeah. for thousands and thousands of dollars? Yeah. It's because of the notoriety, right? Yeah. The trendiness of it. And yeah, so exactly. I think with, you know, bigger names like Carryology or Peak Design, mm. you know, like Go Ruck. Go Ruck is like yep. a company where they make backpacks where you put weight plates on there and exactly. you, you do a workout. So it's not only a laptop bag, at a very everyday mm. bag, but it's strong enough to withstand like iron put in there. Yeah. So with all that, you know, the price just kind of goes up and fluctuates yeah. and it's kind of hard to find a budget backpack with technical that's true. functionality.
0: It's true. Very well said. Yeah, I totally agree <laughs> with you on that. So, but that's that's definitely what I have been seeing that there are more like content creators in the space. Back brands, as you just put it very well, are getting more recognition, especially yeah. like Goruck Air um time planet and stuff like that Mm -hmm. they all get more recognition so that's really cool to see that this niche is growing in the way it is growing but yeah yeah, i kind of wish that it would be a little bit bigger i always kind of like feel a little bit giddy when i see like i don't know the first time i saw who was it was it um I think M- MKBHD with the peak design, but some yeah. other big creator had the it bag, and I was like, oh. "Wow, that's amazing!" And I was yeah, like, yeah, really, yeah. I think like, was yeah, it was like kind of like, like you oh, almost want to cheer for him. It's like yeah, exactly into the big yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I also it. you can you can see it with the Peter McKinnon bag. Although yeah. I've never tested the Nomadic bag before, so I can confirm. But yeah, they get a lot of flack for not being that um, high quality in a way. Yeah. And I can't confirm it because I never tested it, but I've yeah. heard a lot of complaints about that company, not only from consumers, but also from um, other um, um, reviewers as well. So it was kind of like torn that Peter McKinnon actually had a, collaboration with nomadic it right. would be way cooler if he had a collaboration with with Wanderet or with peak design you would think
1: that he would go peak design right
0: yeah exactly because like I you know they have
1: would. the premiere camera bag like yeah, they exactly. they just recently released like a more streamlined travel collection which i'm excited to get my mm-hmm. hands on uh, but yeah. yeah you would think i think i mean it, i think we just have to remember that all at the end of the day it comes down to the numbers like when you're doing and collaboration
0: yeah and that's honestly something that I also see not specifically in the back world, but that's something I'm really fearful about because I feel like the back world is still untainted in a way um uh-huh. and I see it in so many like in a tech space, and obviously I'm not following the beauty space, but I like youtube draw i'm that's kind of like like my um you call it like guilty pleasure, watching internet YouTube drama sometimes, <laughs> and then you see the <laughs> you see those drama in the beauty world with those yeah. makeup palettes, and I'm like, holy shit! Hopefully that does, never comes to to our space. This kind of where reviewers are actually yeah. being bought, and then they put something yeah. out and claim that it is review, although yeah. they obviously have been paid so much money and yeah and even then sometimes there is yeah and then there's sometimes an influencer who is like yeah this is my new bag and he's just like he or she is just glossing over the whole bag and i feel like i i get that you need to make your money and um i get that you obviously are highly invested in promoting that specific item yeah but i would feel much more comfortable if you say like okay this is my bag. I love it. Well, not, not bag, because if I say bag, it's specifically about Peter McKinnon, but I'm, I'm not, I don't want to <laughs> say something against Peter McKinnon because I yeah. really think he does amazing work and I have not tested the bag. Yeah. I'm yeah. just saying, like, that was just the example, but any item for that matter, I've, yeah. uh, when people are like, this item is so great and is that person is not like saying, like, I understand that this, item has these and these flaws but we had to do this because this and that and that and why um yeah i would be yeah. much more comfortable it's the same with politics right if someone yeah. if a politician i would vote for a politician who would say dude i have no no clue about the environment right but yeah. i will hire this person that knows exactly what he or she is doing yeah. and then we're golden right i would rather have such a person instead of the person who's like i know everything this yeah, thing yeah. is great. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Buy it. It's unfortunate because like, yeah. you know, it, it authenticity is huge. And I think yeah. no matter what we're talking about, whether it's being a, an, a bag reviewer or being a politician, you know, there's mm. just there's certain levels and benefits and drawbacks to acting a certain way or being a certain yeah. way. Right. Like we kind of rely on each other to be authentic mm. when we're talking about features and reviews and bags. I try to cover like the good features and the bad features from what I can see you know, Mm. like actually touching the bag and comparing to other bags that I've reviewed in the past and kind of giving my honest thoughts. And then, you know, with politicians too, it's, it's tough because yeah, you can say, Hey, I had no idea what I'm doing with environment, but I will hire this guy. then they'll be like, well, what if I can talk to this next politician that does know something about environment, (laughs) then, then you don't know if he's bullshitting or not. And so it's like showing weakness when you admit that kind of stuff. And it's hard to kind of walk that line between like at least for a a politician when like you get bigger and have more renown you know how do you stay genuine but also not appear weak and get the popular vote kind of thing
0: yeah but i i totally get that and i feel like it it still feels like so backwards that risk that our society is still in a place where no one wants to admit weakness and that's i personally believe admitting to weakness is Honestly for me like the strongest characteristic of a person because yep. you know what your your weaknesses are therefore you also know what your your strengths are actually are and where you could benefit helping others so yeah, absolutely i feel like that would be amazing if that would be more grounded in some minds of our society yeah. Yeah, and especially with with like influencers, I really wished that some influencers had a little bit more integrity. Yeah. I totally get I totally get that you need to make bank, right? You need to yeah. pay rent, you need to earn money. I get that. And I mm-hmm. I have nothing against sponsorships or any ads or stuff. I mean, I'm a film editor, I'm working in the advertising space. I feel yeah. like it's not about that you're not allowed to sell your your time or your the space within your content but i feel like so many people are disingenuous about what they're doing especially in instagram Mm. it's like they are like promoting like uh you see that a lot in fitness drinks right they promote some fitness drink and then you see really tiny in the court in the in the right corner under those three dots hashtag ad i'm like what the (laughs) fuck? well I mean, I know it, but I I promise you that at least 90 people of 100 people who watch that don't see that hashtag ad. So it's kind of frustrating yeah. to me.
1: Well, so I know for sure with YouTube, like you have to do hashtag yeah. ad or yeah, hashtag exactly. sponsored or something because it's an FTC thing. Mm. Like they they need to know that this is not. A completely unbiased it's I mean, not unbiased but it's it's financially motivated in some shape or form and so that's a regulation thing yep. um I don't know if it extends over to instagram it probably does just because it's it another social platform yep. Yep. but yeah it's hard because like for me i think like authenticity is huge and mm-hmm. even when i work with clients and other brands like let's say they they're courting me to to review one of their products like mm-hmm. i'm i'm out front with them and say you know I'm gonna give a genuine review good and bad if i find any mm. and the way i explain it it's it's like a it's like a matter of educating the client for me yes like a lot of clients exactly. are like yeah just say good things about my my product but at the end of the day i think there's more value in showing the good and the bad because exactly. you're showing you know the customer exactly what they're getting because exactly. you know nothing is perfect right and especially with no, edc yeah. and the individual I could give two people the exact same bag and those two people will find two different things wrong with it that yeah. they might even find like one thing that's wrong that the other person thought it was fine. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's just how you perceive it. And so mm-hmm. as a creator I think we have that social responsibility to be like, hey, exactly. this is what I personally see, yeah. you know, this Agreed. is the good stuff this yeah. is the bad stuff. You make the decision for yourself. I'm not going to yeah. say buy it spend your money, make me money I'm not going to yeah. say all that. I'm going to say, hey yeah. this is what I find If you find joy in it, if you find use out
0: of it, grab it, you know? know, For me, the best example that I always like to give is a Lamborghini or like a sports car. I can tell Mm -hmm. you, I mean, if I make a review about it, I can promise you there's a lot of good things about it. Yeah. But honestly, all of those good things would mean crap to the farmer who lives in a farm with gravel roads, right? Yeah. You would say, that's, oh, God. That's, cra- <laughs> that's the crappiest car that you can exactly. sell me, right? So yeah. it just, it's yeah. all a matter of use case, point of view on, and whoever is buying it. And yeah. also I'm the same. I have this ethics statement and this terms and condition that I always send to, uh, to brands. And I tell them right up front, Hey, I will say bad things about your item, even though they are nitpicking because I believe that for a customer or consumer of your product, it's more important to know if there is any flaws and then they can determine if that flaw is actually applicable to that person or if that person can work around it. I mean, also a good example is a knife with a serrated blade. Some people love it. The other people are Mm -hmm. like, what the hell, what am I supposed to do with a serrated knife? Yeah. So, and just because I'm saying like, Hey, I don't like it. I think it's, Crap! That doesn't mean. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I would never communicate it that way. I would say, like, uh, right. for me personally, it's not not a good fit. But yeah. um, the brand could perceive it as negative, and I'm telling right away, it's not negative that way. It's just something that I will point out as potential yeah. negative. But it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that the verdict is going to be bad or that yeah. your product is going to be perceived as negative in a way.
1: Right. Right. And honestly, there's added value for the brand as well. Because let's say this person, this customer, potential customer buys this knife and then goes, what the heck? I didn't need this serrated knife. This is an inferior feature. And then they'll they'll have to deal with customer support. They'll have to deal with refunding it. They'll have to deal with a replacement. So wouldn't you want to put effort into finding the right customer Mm -hmm. as opposed to trying to sell to everyone and then having 30% of those people come back and say, hey, this is actually not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, give exactly. me my money back. So they got to deal with the the blowback from there too. So
0: yeah, exactly. All right. I hope yeah. I answered your question. You did. And cool. <laughs> <laughs> so now to my question, I'm going a little bit into um, a philosophical. Here we go. Um, place. Yeah. So on your Instagram channel and on your YouTube channel, we can Mm -hmm. find the saying and behind your back as well, live with purpose. And I would like you for you to a little bit elaborate on that sentence and a little bit explain what is purpose for you in your life.
1: Sure. So live with purpose started when I was, you know, just starting out the YouTube channel and I was trying to differentiate myself and kind of think, okay, like I don't want to just be. Every other gear reviewer on YouTube. So, uh, how can I kind of convey myself and convey what I'm thinking in a different way? And so, mm-hmm. it didn't really take that much time to really come up with it because it was it's something I live by personally. And mm-hmm. so, I was immediately drawn to the the phrase "live with purpose," and that's kind of the mantra that I take with everything, with YouTube, with life, everything mm-hmm. like that. And the meaning behind it is this: everybody walks their own path. And so your life Bo is different from my life and how mm-hmm. people are living their lives. And so the common factor in all, in all of our walks of life, all of our different walks of life is that we want to live the best life we can, however, whatever that means to you. Mm-hmm. And so bringing it back to everyday, Carrie, we talked a little earlier before the podcast started when, you know, I talk about everyday carry. I talk about a wallet, a key, a set of keys, a knife, a backpack. But for others, they might choose a different set of tools. They might omit certain set of tools because they don't have need for it. And so I think the one thing that kind of draws everything together is you got to live with purpose. You know, I tell everyone on my channel every so often, living with purpose is custom tailoring your loadout to suit your needs no more and no less. Mm. And so that would mean that, you know, for example, I have this super minimal wallet from Domain Leather, and it barely has any space for cash. And so I predominantly carry just a few cards and maybe an emergency bill in case I needed Mm. to use it in a weird situation. But for others, some people might be uncomfortable not having bills on them or hard money. Others may just completely be digital with their Apple Pay and won't need a wallet at all. And so, Mm. you know, it just goes to show you that everyone is doing something different with their loadout. So to expand that to life, you gotta live with purpose. You gotta find what you need to do on a daily basis, what's important to you, and curate the tools that will help you succeed. And so for me, my purpose is I wanna be a good father. You know, I just started a family, I have a 19 month old, she's my world. And so I wanna be a good father for her, lead with example. And I just wanna kinda live the best life I can and help my family my lady and my little one live the best life they can, so that's where I'm going.
0: That's awesome. That's uh, <laughs> Thanks, that's. Man. Although it's it's such a simple sentence in a way, three mm-hmm. words with very clear meaning. It's yeah. I mean, the best things are the simplest things, right? To live yeah. by, and I really like yeah. that. And how would you say? Let's let's have a small little example i have really difficulties to travel with just one bag so how do you pack with that philosophy in mind are you sure, just sure. are you putting everything on the ground i mean that's that's the thing that most of us in this bag space always say like okay put everything on the ground look at what you're actually needing and then throw away at least half of it <laughs> i mean that's that's basically the most simple recommendation that i advise that i hear from so many people but if how do you do it especially with that specific thing in mind do you actually plan out your whole vacation
1: you have to with a little one you have to if you're just going with yourself like it's okay (laughs) you know like if you pack a few less trousers or whatever like you can wear it over again but when you have a little one you got to make sure they're taking care of a to z from clothing Mm -hmm. to diapers to wipes like, and you know, bless my, my wife. She's just a hundred percent on that. Like she's always on top of it. Like I'm over here packing my tech bag and she's over there packing for two and making sure everything is good. Um, in terms of traveling though, I have just, uh, a few rough guidelines and then a few like concrete tips you can apply right now. But mm-hmm. when I pack, I got to differentiate purpose from minimal so I would say minimal is a subset of purpose, right? If mm-hmm. your goal objective is to pack as light as possible, then what you proposed earlier makes a lot of sense. Where you know you lay everything out, everything you think you need, and then chop half of it, and that's mm-hmm. your that's your loadout. So packing minimal and like being as light as possible, that people like traveling like that. But mm-hmm. for others, there's certain ways to work around it. Where I more personally want to do like what I need, right? And so if for example i end up with two bags fine mm-hmm. um you know fortunately i have the means to check bags in i'm not worried about keeping everything on my backpack on my mm-hmm. back and that's it i'm okay with having a roller i'm okay with having more stuff as long as my life isn't hampered when i get to my destination right yeah. if i find that it's really inconvenient to pack only three sets of clothes for a two week trip and i'll have to do laundry and i'll have to make sure i wash sure that, that's only a few kilograms on my back but i'd have to really like make sure I clean, make sure I stay on top of it. I, you know, if I wanted to go to a nice dinner or recently we went to Hawaii and we wanted to do a family photo shoot, right? I don't Mm -hmm. want to wear the same raggedy shirt for that (laughs) that, as I did when I got on the plane, right? So it's, again,
0: boils down to purpose, right? What are you doing on that trip? What do you need to do on that trip? What do you want to do? Pack accordingly. Yeah, totally makes sense, yeah. Because now that I think of it, I always packed with your philosophy in mind, meaning that when I travel, I always, especially for work, right? I always think of redundancies. So mm-hmm. I have almost everything, especially when it comes down to tech, everything at least twice. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I have two cables, I don't right. know, have whatever, um two SD cards and stuff like that. So it then becomes like this un, almost unwieldy carry on bag. And then another way too big check-in bag. So Maybe I should try packing minimalist. Maybe yeah. I should try that. And then it's just... all cost analysis, right? Yeah, like, yeah if exactly. You, if
1: you bring two cables, <laughs> if one craps out on you, it saves you the time, right, mm. for, to go out to the store, buy another cable, come back in, and continue your edits or whatever. Mm, yeah. But if you only pack one cable, right? Sure, you save the space. It's a little lighter. It's a little more organized. But say something happens then you you're you're out of luck, right? You got to yeah, yeah. go to your tech store, you got to buy something if there's not one around, that's it, you're done. Yeah. And like don't even go into memory cards and more essential yeah. things like that. Like if you if your one memory card somehow shorts or yeah. cracks or breaks or whatever, you're done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So
0: yeah, maybe I should should switch from your live with purpose packing style to minimalist style so I'm, I will unsubscribe from your YouTube channel and subscribe to minimalist channel then oh
1: yeah exactly <laughs> I, I, let me know your thoughts I want to I hear the compare contrast if you've traveled minimal I think it'll be fun and like the concrete tip that I have for everyone is use packing cubes I they're do. so good oh, I have a pair amazing. of peak design yeah. packing cubes and the small one and the medium one and I yep. can pack five days worth of clothes for myself in the small and just roll everything up, learn what a ranger roll is. Yeah. And just pack everything together into that one thing and save so much space once you kind of press it down.
0: You just, uh, let me, I for, totally forgot that I have a very, very, very old video about how to ranger roll. Yeah. And I was just recently considering like repurposing old videos for reels. Maybe I should do that yeah real out of that or just that.
1: do ranger rolls for 2023 updated
0: <laughs> true maybe i should try that yeah yeah all right so yeah thank you so much for answering that question of course and man. uh so yeah you're up next all right well this one
1: this next one's simple what's in your pockets <laughs>
0: hold on So uh, the James Brand Palmer, nice. I I can't believe how much I like this. To be quite honest, yeah. I initially thought this would would be stupid, but I really like this a lot. Mm-hmm. So that's why it just got on my top three of 2022. Yeah, yeah um, I saw the video. It's good. It's you can, can you see this? It's crazy to see how quickly it kind of um gets scuffed up yeah I, I totally get that people are like what the hell i paid so much for this and why does mm-hmm. it get scuffed up and i admit it is disappointing in and in, to some degree that yeah. james brand didn't use a better i'm not sure if this is actually would be actually considered anodized aluminum if it's like mm. or if it's just painted i'm not sure i think it's
1: uh, yeah I i don't know specifically but i noticed with aluminum it's it's a lot more costly to anodize and add Cerakote so and all that stuff. It, so yeah. yeah, it's probably just painted. Yeah. So it's keeping it really a black finish on metal is the hardest thing. Yeah. Like it's it's tough. It starts scuffing immediately.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but I think it really adds character, but I get that people are a little bit disappointed and I think James yeah. brand gets a lot of flack. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not that well knowledgeable about knives but mm-hmm. I see a lot that people are saying, like, James Brand is kind of like like the, I don't know what, what the mainstream knife with subpar quality in a way. Oh, um, so it's I like see, all branding and, and not yeah, like high quality the, builds? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've seen that common a lot, especially mm. on those really, um, how you say it, like, this really deep into knife EDC. No, they're not even EDC channels. They're specifically like knife, knife channels, channels, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're all like like crapping on James Brand, and I, I get their arguments for it. Especially there is this one, uh James Brand knife that has these plastic scales on it, yeah, which has a re- but a really cool design, and people are yeah. like really disappointed about that but I have Mm. no clue I don't know if what they're saying is actually true and I've never held like they always have these reviews about these $200-$300 knives I've never Mm. had a knife that expensive in my hand so I don't have any comparison right yeah yeah but for me this is great and the other uh, thing is the um, extra Parliament Wallet Still like Next. this a lot. Yeah, um, I love the parliament. I'm not sure if I want to go back to the secret. I was thinking about going back, to be quite yeah. honest, mm-hmm. um, just because it's a smidge smaller. Yeah. But at the moment, I really love the mechanism of the, um, I don't know if you can hear it in the mic, maybe. Yeah. My secret is really scratchy. For mm-hmm. some reason i'm not sure why and the yeah. uh, extra is much more i mean you have Smooth. one before, right yeah it, yeah yeah, it yeah i have both sounds, i started sounds with better, secret right? and then
1: yeah. i i started using extra and then it's just the build quality the fact that it's a little smaller of a footprint and the mechanism is different like the i've noticed mm. that with the secret um i don't know if it's personal like motor function thing for me but when I try and activate the secret with my pinky, it's a little more difficult and a little more pushback yeah. than with the extra. Yeah. Just the way the, the button is positioned. I
0: have the same feeling, yeah. I do it mm-hmm. with the ring finger usually, but okay. yeah, it does, it does feel to totally dis- different. Yeah,
1: see, I got an extra right here as well. So, it's super easy. Yeah. The button is just nice, yeah.
0: And then, next thing is the Samsung S21 Plus with a nice. quad lock. Okay, Um nice. Damn, I, I had this uh, podcast uh, two weeks ago with JT from Carryology. And yep. he has the Fold, right, from Samsung.
1: Yeah. yeah. Damn,
0: I really want to buy that phone, but yeah. it's so expensive. <laughs> but yeah, you're an iPhone like, guy, right? It's
1: crazy. So I just recently switched to iPhone. I used to be Android oh, for. Oh, really? I okay. know, I know. I, I can already feel the the haters in the chat. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I So I had an iPhone a very long time ago when it was like iPhone 6 or iPhone 4 or something like Same. that. And then Same. I was like, "Eh, like this is I I'm a, I have a PC so Windows mm. I love customizing my build and stuff like that." And so at the time I was like, "iPhone's very rigid you can't really customize the, the UI or anything mm. like that." So I switched over to Android and most notably like the Google Pixel uh, mm. series. So I had the Pixel One, Pixel Three, Pixel Six, and then I just reached a point where uh, the next Pixel that they were designing didn't really do much for me. And that was when I was getting really into content creation. So, you know, filming shorts, taking photos, it made sense to kind of try out the new iPhone 14. So I have the iPhone 14 Pro and just shooting on it has been an amazing experience. And, you know, integrating back into the Apple ecosystem hasn't been as painful as I thought it was going to be. So all along, I'm very happy.
0: So I assume that also being in the YouTube space you also use a lot of google products did you have any difficulties integrating your your google stuff into the apple ecosystem i assume you probably use like google calendar and stuff like that yeah
1: yeah calendar docs sheets uh chrome you know Mm. i think once you download the apps and log in it makes it we're at a point where it's easy to kind of switch back and forth Mm. you know i'll I'll have like random hiccups where like on my iphone it'll prioritize asking me if i want to log into apple id versus prioritize asking me to log into google but Mm. that's just one more click and you can easily just tinker with the settings and have it be your primary and that's fine
0: i feel like i also think that the iphone is amazing especially with the ability to do progress recording in the camera oh yeah um damn it's so expensive okay yeah. i was just talking about the fold i want the fold as well but that mm-hmm. so it's the same price point um yeah but man it's so crazy to pay so much for for a phone all right it's not like a computer like, in your pocket man yeah that's 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 what i totally get i think in terms of usability in terms of how much you use it it makes i totally want to pay that much but i feel so frightened in terms of i also attach this thing onto motorcycle and i'm i have fairly small hands but i want a bigger screen so the the potential for this just like Flying out of my hands <laughs> is really high. That already yeah. happened a few times. Oh, so really? just a, just the thought of so in that regard I can highly recommend uh quadlock cases. These these things really protected my phone. Oh um, really nice. But in that regard, I'm really afraid to have like something that has a four figure number price tag. Yeah. Yeah. i don't know man i don't i don't, I don't want to risk it <laughs> yeah I, I get what you mean the
1: the higher the price tag the more you're like oh you know kind of wary but i mean that's just the world we live in like, everyone yeah. has an iphone in their pocket now and so
0: and i'm not sure how how are you in terms of, for me it's like as soon as something is used right or as, mm-hmm. or as soon as there's only one scratch on it i'm like i feel so liberated i'm like okay yeah. what the hell i mean, just screw it you. <laughs> yeah exactly right <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah i think yeah I, i'm the same way like when i first get something i baby it and yeah. I make sure there's nothing wrong with it make sure like it stays pristine but as soon as you get that first drop like uh, all right done <laughs> just and it is liberating you know you don't have yeah. to like worry so much stress stress out about it so much so i feel you exactly on that. exactly
0: yeah. all right so that was actually an easy question yeah. Um so my question to you is also fairly easy because I'm not yeah. sure if uh if you already m- made a video or are planning a video about that. So mm-hmm. my question to you is what are your favorite or doesn't have to be multiple but what is your favorite item of this year. And it doesn't have to be um edc or back related if you're saying mm-hmm. like okay i just bought that uh sure smb that's my favorite thing or your headphones okay. or whatever that could be as well just what i actually just recently favorite? got
1: this and this <laughs> it sounds amazing by the way oh, thank it you It's really you. good it well, sounds really I've, good i have a, uh, I have plans to kind of expand what i'm doing in 2023 yeah. and one of those things is to work on you know more audio stuff slash like podcast stuff so yeah. you know this is kind of taking a step in that direction and you know it's always nice to hear a silky voice as opposed to like something that's like really and... good yeah yeah i mean sure. i did
0: that uh podcast i mean you know him as well dress legs and yes. he has the same mic and i'm like yep. holy oh, shit i i might need to upgrade my do it my procaster because the smb yeah. sounds so much not better but it sounds like like fuller it's a different I register like like. yeah
1: yeah. you know i think it taps into the bass a little
0: more so yeah, you have a exactly. little more like
1: professional like radio it's warmer. style yeah it's yeah,
0: much warmer and, and sounds yeah. a little bit fuller i feel like mm-hmm. the procaster sounds very cl- clear
1: in a way mm-hmm. a but crisp. the
0: smb yeah but the smb has this fuller i'm gonna start rapping now Kind of sound, you know? It's, yeah, it sounds the bass, Much like, better. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: Welcome to late nights with exactly purpose, Ron. Quark. We got your jazz. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. okay. Great. So I'm. <laughs> I'm not an audio expert at all. Like I'm still tinkering with EQ and making sure like it comes out fine. Sounds good, so so I'm glad it sounds good. You know, I, I think yeah. as a perfectionist, I'm like, oh, it's still not there yet, but you know, work in progress. But uh, back to what your question was, uh, my favorite item uh, in 2022. Okay, so this is going to sound kind of funny because I'm going to take the bold route and not talk about something that I have, but rather, I think the big item for me is the DJI Avada.
0: That's the uh, drone, right? FPV drone.
1: Yeah. So I don't have one and okay. I'm taking steps to get one, but I think that the DJI Avada is just like the one thing that I was... I was really trying to get and I was really immersed in learning more about it doing my research and it's just this smaller FPV drone Uh, Mm -hmm. for those of you who don't know FPV is first person view so you're flying Mm -hmm. the drone almost like a pilot as opposed to just looking at a screen and and directing it and um, it's capable of so many more dynamic movements you can do rolls you can do you know pans and orbits and I think that just from a filmmaking perspective and Uh, If you're looking to elevate your channel or your video to another level, adding FPV shots is a really awesome way to do that. So uh, that's something I'm looking forward to exploring and how can I do that with EDC content. But, um, you know, I just bought... It's funny, I just bought the DJI Remote Controller 2 for the FPV yesterday because it's been out of stock for months and it just got back in stock.
0: I'm confused. You bought the controller before you got the drone?
1: Yeah, so it's crazy. So. With okay. the DJ Avada, the bundle doesn't come with a controller. It doesn't come with a regular controller. It comes with a, uh, okay. a, like, a motion controller. So I think it's like a oh. new thing that they're trying to do to get more non-FPV pilots to try FPV. But basically, yeah. you hold the controller in your hand. You tilt it left, it'll go left. You tilt it forward, it'll speed oh. up, stuff like that. But you can't get the same movements if you were doing like joystick style FPV, like traditional FPV. So my main conflict with that was I wanted to get the Avada, but I wanted to make sure I could get the controller too because I don't want to use the motion controller. And so totally understand. Yeah. Yeah. So the bundle was available, but not the controller. And so I've been watching for months just checking the market, seeing what's there. And finally it became in stock the other day. So I grabbed it. And so I'm going to be making plans to get the the Avada. And you'll probably see more of that on my channel too.
0: Interesting. I'm really (laughs) curious, or I'm looking forward to see how you want to integrate that into your uh, small item contest, which is knives and EDC, right? Right. And furthermore, being, the one behind the camera whilst being also in front of the camera with the drone. It's going to be well, fun. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, See that, that's the
1: thing. It's unique, right? Like you think of the, idea and you're like, how are you going to do that? Like the drone is super wide shots, landscape mm-hmm. shots, and you're dealing with things that are no more than, you know, like a quarter of a meter long, you know? So it's so like, if I, if I do?
0: hear uh, an internet news article that has the headline, crazy crazy Asian guy attached his knife onto a drone <laughs> is now being arrested. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, just <laughs> check if he has out. hair. If he doesn't have hair, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I totally can see how you attach the like, knife on a oh popsicle stick in front yeah. of the camera <laughs> of the drone. Be like, crazy.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I'll make sure that when I have that video planned, I'll fly out to Germany and
0: I'll have you be the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I really, I'm so interested in drones and FPV, mm. yeah. but with drones, it's really strict in Germany. I feel like mm. the US, I mean, also California, LA is really strict about drones as well. If I'm it's starting to get interesting. They're yeah. passing rules
1: and, where you need like a pilot's license and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. And also, mm-hmm. um, I got an Xbox earlier this year, I had a yeah. PlayStation 4 uh, before. And that is something that really shows my age. I connected the Xbox, and I the first thing that I really wanted to... I just bought the Xbox for Halo. I wanted to play Halo. Yeah. And on my PlayStation 4, I always played, like, Battlefield and stuff like that. And I was fine. I was always fine. Mm -hmm. And then I picked up the Xbox, and I'm now over 40, started up Halo, played for 10 minutes, and then I got seasick. And I was like... (laughs) Okay, maybe maybe it's just a strange day. And then it yeah. played again, it happened again, played oh. another time, it happened again, and I was Googling it, and I realized now I have simulation sickness. Oh no! So, yeah, I can't play first person shooters anymore. I can't I can't play like third person shoot uh, stuff like Uncharted, right? And yeah. um I don't know, God of War and stuff like that. But not first person anymore. Wow! Which is why, so if I you go will... back
1: to Battlefield, you, you're not you're no good anymore. No, I sick. Oh, wow, <laughs> that's wild! Damn.
0: That's yes. no, no. My Xbox <laughs> just here. And I started. I yeah, I can play like stuff like Diablo and stuff when I in my free yeah. time, but not like first person shooters. So. Therefore, I'm probably never going to buy an FPV drone if (sighs) I get a chance to test it and one of my friends lets me fly one, despite them knowing that I potentially get seasick and crash the drone, um, then I would love to test it out. (laughs) Yo, you know what we should do? Just get a simulator.
1: Like, uh, There's one called Liftoff. There's another one called uh, DRL, which is Drone Racing League on Steam. And you can plug okay. in your Xbox controller, and that's how I've been practicing. I've got about oh, 20 cool. hours of practice already, like just kind of flying. And it's 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 simulated, so you can test your C theory okay. like instantly. But it's basically the same thing. You use the controller, and you're flying uh, in the game, but you're flying a drone like you would in a
0: real world. Mm. But with the uh, DJI, do you get like uh, yeah. VR glasses as well?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so with the DJI goggles, I know that they've developed an app that you can plug your controller into your goggles and then fly a simulator within the goggles. Oh, so you don't okay. even need to launch your actual drone to get practice in.
0: How much? I uh, just want, I'm just looking for it. How much is the DJI DJI?
1: Uh, so got- the controller is 200 US. The Goggles is 630 US. It's called the DJI FPV Goggles 2. It's weird. There's the V2 and then there's the 2, which is like the next iteration. It is. It is. But I think as, I mean, personally, like I I like the idea of FPV. It's fun. It's a hobby style. But also as a content creator, there's a lot of benefit and value to be had, especially now when not everyone's doing it and, you know, it's Mm -hmm. not mainstream just yet. So, the um, combo, and then the drone itself, I think, is, is 649 US uh, as well. Yeah.
0: So, I yeah. see here the ProView combo with the motion controller that you mentioned is in Germany, mm. 1430 euros. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and the Evata, Avata, Avata, Ev- Avata, however you say Avata, without, I think it is, yeah, without a controller is 579 euros.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, and you can't. Oh yeah, the controller not available on yeah. the German DJI site uh, website. Yeah. that's stupid.
1: Right, and it makes you think: like, are they ever going to restock it? Are they working on version three of the controller? It's like you don't know. <laughs> it's cheaper I'm... than
0: a Galaxy Fold.
1: Yeah, <laughs> 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 that's
0: true. That's true. That's, this <laughs> thing is amazing. Do you have any? I mean, this. This is. Below five hundred grams. So is it do you have any restriction? Any flight restrictions? I, I know um, that like I think, I think in like California. It's two hundred and fifty grams is the oh, limit here.
1: Oh, yeah. So it still doesn't satisfy that. I think you do need to like make sure you're following regulations when you're flying it in any mm. capacity. But I think like from a hobby standpoint, it looks super fun.
0: Yeah, yeah i really mm-hmm. like all of those uh, new shots and so many shows or especially like reality shows have all mm-hmm. of these not reality show fashion shows i watch a mm-hmm. lot of uh, fashion shows as well because i'm really interested in in that kind of stuff as well and i yep. see a lot of like introductions where they have like the runway shows where like the fpv is like Oh, flying yeah. in between yep. of those models. That's amazing. Yeah. So from a filmmaker standpoint, I totally get what you're saying because I feel like just the drone shots are okay-ish for like landscapes establishing, but they're so mm-hmm. overdone and yep. now integrating these dynamics of speed and yeah. being really close to the ground or to people is amazing. Mm-hmm. It adds so much
1: more dynamic to it. Exactly. You can yeah, use yeah. it for a lot more action shots and for like action movies. I can't remember which movie I watched recently, but it, it just Do You mean the they, Michael
0: no the Michael Bay film, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. That's didn't the watch one. It yet. It was, I I just saw the trailer. Yo, but, yeah.
1: it's it's like filmed, a quarter of it is filmed in FEV. And it's yeah. just like every time something happens, it's like all of a sudden like it swoops through the bridge and it's, it's all, it goes it's down amazing, the skyscraper. Yeah. It's freaking cool, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just, Very Michael uh, Bay thing to do.
0: <laughs> I w- really want to watch it, uh, but I'm waiting until it's uh, for free on Prime or on Netflix. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've seen the trailer. The trailer is awesome. It's badass. And I've yeah, seen awesome. some um, behind the scenes where they talk mm-hmm. to the two guys who are actually flying those drones. Yeah. And, uh, some interviews and there were like, um, Michael Bay was like to them, okay, you, you can do this with this. I don't know how, how expensive it was like a six, six figure number for the drone. Right. And they were, he's like, yeah, fly it underneath the police car, the police car is jumping here and they were like, what the hell are we actually allowed to do this? (laughs) Yeah. 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 With this expensive drone. It's amazing. It's so good. And yeah, it's, it's interesting. And I'm really looking forward. Um, Six
1: figure drone. I can't imagine, dude. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's like, it's not only
0: the drone, right? It's also like the red camera that is on top. I mean, those FPV, FPV drones, we are talking about. For those who don't know, they are like about the size of milk. No, maybe a quarter of a milk carton, maybe slightly, yeah. somewhere in that area. But yeah. just the ca- the cinema, num- cinema camera alone is that size, and then you have this octa. Um, qu- oh, like eight, like eight rotors, yeah, like like yeah. eight rotors. But then in a scale that makes them fast and stuff like that. That's yeah, a, that's so cool i think i've it's seen really, some really like cool.
1: cinema drones they're like really
0: they're big. huge yeah they're like almost the like, size of like a, a manhole meter... cover
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah. like almost i don't know like three quarters of a meter
0: all the yeah. way around yeah. kind of thing it's so cool yeah. yeah that's really cool yeah all right so thank you so much for joining me in this small little podcast and taking course, the time man. and for all of your answers. So if anyone wants to find you on YouTube or on Instagram, where can they find you?
1: Sure. Just youtube.com slash Ron Kwok. And then over on Instagram, it's at live with EDC. Awesome. Yeah. yeah.
0: Give, give Ron a subscribe, what's the subscription is it subscription? you've forgotten the spiel already yeah give the man a like a follow (laughs) and a subscribe come on i'm so excited about this fpv drone i'm seeing (laughs) uh, on this uh, monitor all of the the shots
1: man well bo it's (laughs) been a pleasure it's great talking to you i mean i've been following you for years and it's great to actually like have a chat with you for the first time and kind of pick your brain about being a bad creator and interacting with your patreon members it was a a pleasure
0: yeah, thank yeah. you so much for your time. And yeah, thank you everyone for listening and see and listen or hear you the next time. Thank you very much. Take
1: care, y'all.